Hey there, it's Pat Miller, the Idea Coach, host of the Pat Miller Show. This show is for small business owners so they can make their business dreams come true. Our slogan is Don't Grow It Alone. And what you're going to hear is a broadcast of our show that's carried in 25 cities around the country. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Hope you love it. All right, let's go. Broadcasting from the small business capital of America, this is WIIFM Milwaukee, an idea coach station. You're on the small business journey, and sometimes you need a dose of creativity and a helping hand, and that's why we're here. Welcome to the Pat Miller Show, where we build big ideas live without a net, so you can turn your small business dreams into reality. You share what you're building, and we will rally to help make it bigger, better, faster, more. And it's not just what will be, we also want to hear about your wins. So we're all reminded that small business success is here for every single entrepreneur that gets clear, works hard, and doesn't quit. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. If you want to be a part of the show, we want to get you on the air, baby. Hit up patmillershow.com patmillershow.com. We've got a few slots available this fall, so when you're ready and you're inspired, reserve your spot now. We have two guests standing by, Caitlin and Alex, and we will get to them in just a moment, but I've got to share um, an uncomfortable conversation that I had this week. Actually, it was last week, but it made me feel all weird and gooey inside. You ever have a conversation with someone and you think, hey, that's not, oh yeah, That is true. You know what I mean? When you get challenged and you initially react by saying that's not how it is, and then when you reflect, you realize, oh, that's exactly how it is. I had that experience last week. So I was talking to someone that I really respect, blatant plug, Jamie White, Believe Crew, amazing coach, Idea Collective member. And we were talking and she's like, what's next? What are you doing? And I'm like, oh, we've got the Idea Collective Retreat in November and the community's growing. She's like, no, 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 no. What's really next for you? I said, well, you know, the long-term vision is I want my podcast to be a radio show. I'm a radio guy and I want to get out there and help as many entrepreneurs as I can. And the best way to do that is to make my podcast a show so we can help people at scale. She thought for a second. And she looked at me. Why don't you go do that? Well, you know, uh, uh, well, maybe I... uh, uh. Okay. Right? Like the conversation where I was so seen and so called out, it made me stop and think, damn it, she's right. When that happens, don't run from it. When you feel that thing in your stomach shift and you feel like scared about whatever the next big thing is, that's the door towards growth. And when you walk through that door, that's where all the growth is. Because I'll tell you right now that as a listener of the show or a member of the Idea Collective, if this show gets syndicated and gets on the air, 
it would be a goal like no other. And what would happen to my idea collective and what would happen to what I get to do every day? It would explode our opportunity to serve solopreneurs and small business owners. We'd be able to help so many more people all around the country that feel alone, that are in search of belonging as they build their small business, that are convinced that no one understands what they're going through. And they're frustrated because they make widgets, but they have to do everything else. And they wonder, why does this have to be so hard? It doesn't have to be that hard. And that's why we're doing the show. So next time you're in a conversation with someone and they call you out and they illustrate to you that thing that you're really scared about and you feel it in your stomach, that's the next thing you must do. And I want to thank Jamie for the conversation because she challenged me. And damn it, now we're going to put this show on the air. And I'm so excited because when we're on the air, we can help people all around the world. And today we've got two folks calling in from two completely different parts of the world. And with that, it's time to kick off this week's series of interviews. And we welcome in from Arizona, I think Arizona, Caitlin Penny. Caitlin, good morning. Tell everyone who you are, what you do and where you're calling from, because I forget. And then we'll get into how we can help you today. All right. I am Caitlin Penny. I am the CEO and brand expert at Copper Theory Creative. We are now a full service brand and design agency based out of Chandler, Arizona. And we just expanded in the last six months. So that being said, I figured out the client journey and here we are offering more services such as messaging, logo development, that is already a, a service and social media and web. Wow. That is quite a wide swath. You must have a team of 20 or 30 people on staff? Not quite. (laughs) That's what we're going to talk about today. Okay. Well, what's on your mind? Well, um, growing pains of building a team. That's what's on my mind. There's a lot that comes with that. And I want to make sure that my team members feel like family and you know, growth, change, adding team members, working with bigger budgets. I want to make sure that people are growing with me and I'm not making it hard. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. So there's a lot there. Are we talking specifically about when it's time to bring in someone and what type of person do you bring in? Or do you want to put your arms around the people that you have right now to make sure that it's a great place that people want to come work at? The second one. Okay. So let's talk about that then. I want to get clear on one thing first. Are you the visionary leader of the company or do you have your sleeves rolled up doing the work as well or both? Both. (laughs) Okay. So you're in it. You're working on the client projects and you are also casting the vision and showing everyone where we're going. The reason why I ask that is if you're talking to someone that's a pure CEO, they may hire and backfill different roles on the team differently than someone who's a a practitioner or expert in their field that's building complementary pieces around them. So I just wanted to ask that because I'm curious about that. That's interesting to me. So so Mm -hmm. let's talk about the environment. Let's get really clear on what it means to be a part of Copper Theory Creative. What, What does it mean to be a team member there and what do you stand for? 
Well, um, like I mentioned, we just expanded the past six months, so it's all brand new to me. Mm -hmm. I've been a one-man show since 2016, and that means the owner of the business, project manager, brand expert, graphic designer, and then some. Um, also the one putting together all the proposals currently. So figure, adding all of these partners that I have in the past six months, um, it's been a very interesting journey of who works and who doesn't. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is our tagline is go change the world in your own way. I have to believe that you're doing that. I don't want to hear that your business plan is to make money. I want to hear what your why is. I want to hear what your story is. Before any design process even gets started, we conduct an interview so we can get to know each other. And if you're afraid of that, <laughs> and if you're afraid to dig deep into the personal stuff, I'm afraid you're not for us. Okay. But that just means that I'm excited and I don't want to work harder than you. <laughs> so I want to make you seen in the best way possible. Okay. So With I, I want to get after what the brand stands for, for employees. You just did a great job telling us who your ideal client is. You want to work with visionary brands that are out there to change the world and people that are wanting to make the world a better place. Those are your ideal clients. How does that translate to the team members, do the team members also have to be visionaries who are believing that their copywriting or website design is there to change the world? Because what we want to say is Copper Theory Creative is not just a normal agency. This is an agency that's designed for A, B, C, D, E employees. So that way mm -hmm. people can identify and say, yeah, I am one of those people. I should be there. So we have to figure out what it means to be a member of your team. Okay. Okay. So I, the first person I ever added was my designer and she is a perfect example of who would want to work for me. Um, right now, I mean, she's, she's a contractor and so is everyone else technically. Um, I used to want to be 250 person Don Draper design agency kind of deal, but instead the vision here is we all work from home. I don't ever actually see any of these people. <laughs> um, everyone's local except for Val. And she's my messaging and content creator, but she's based in Texas. Um, I want everyone to have as much flexibility and independence as I do currently. And, you know, they're disciplined to work at home. And I want to, I, I've had many great bosses in the past. And so I'm trying to model myself after that, meaning everyone was a mentor to me. They always encouraged me to grow. They knew that I wasn't going to stay forever. Um, they, they always wanted me to take the next step in life. And they always knew that I was going to own a business. So they made sure that they were introducing me to the right people. And they made sure that I was set up for success within projects and except why well, I guess, et cetera. But there's so many things, you know, everyone has that terrible boss story, but I don't want to be that story. So I'm trying to figure out what that looks like. Yeah. And, and I've been very upfront with my designer up until now, you know, I know she has a day job, she's filling in for my assistant that we had to let go. So, but I know that she's in design land in that, I want her to be the designer just like she wants to be the designer. So everything's very transparent, upfront, honest. And I want to be able to encourage them to do what they want to do. And having a good boss in a flexible work environment 
where people do what they say they're going to do, those are all features. Those are all things that a healthy workplace has. That's not necessarily what makes you unique and one of a kind. You want to be this shining star, a destination for the world's best contractors to come create and be a practitioner. Let's get at this a different way. Sometimes it's easier to say what you're standing for if you can identify more clearly what you don't stand for. Think about the agency you don't want to be, the workplace you don't want to be, where someone shows up. And let's not talk about, you know, how they get paid or their invoices and stuff. Let's talk about what's on their mind and what does it mean to be the right kind of employee by defining the types of employees you don't want. And maybe we can get after what you stand for if we reverse engineer it. So what are the feelings and the types of attitudes and behaviors that you don't want out of your team members so then we can flip the script and figure out what you do want? Hmm. So I've been lucky enough to never have worked in corporate and I always hear horror stories. Um, crazy boss walking up and down, you know, the hallway yelling at people, um, employees terrified to ask for a day off from work or tell you what's really going on in their life or if they need a mental health day. Um, people not getting along and you know, harassing coworkers. I really want that familial, we support each other, we're, you know, we're a family and we can all talk about everything and we work all towards one goal. So I'm thinking just very segmented, clickish, not excited to be here type of people. <laughs> and those are all great work conditions. But I'm going to lead you a little bit more now because I think we need to get after it here. So let's talk about what you stand for. There are a million contractors, especially seeing how you can take them in remotely. So if you put out, I need a graphic designer, you could get a thousand people quite literally that say, I can design for my bedroom. I can design for you, right? But how do you make the decision of what it means to be a copper theory designer? And here's what it means to be a copper theory designer. At Copper Theory, we're looking for visionaries, not people who are willing to check the box and go home. Because we only work with visionaries who are working to change the world. Do you see how that's different than work conditions and how people get along? Do you see what I'm going after here? Absolutely. All right, so let's use visionaries as one. The, the other thing is, you mentioned how your best bosses in the environments that you loved were ones that believed in you and challenged you and wanted you to grow, Right. So you're looking for visionaries who are willing to take risks and fail because if you don't take risk, you can't grow. And we don't want people who are set in their ways and doing the same thing over and over again. We want people that are willing to get uncomfortable and, and do things that have never been done before. And we're a shop that's all about supporting you to take big swings. And do you see where I'm going with that? Is that, is that in alignment? Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Thank you. So let's say visionary and let's say people that are willing to take big risks. Um, and let's also say, you know, we want team members that are willing to be supportive of our environment. Because when you work here, you will be pushed to failure. And we all have to be okay with that. Like if you're not going to come here and take big swings and fail 
and support everyone else when they take big swings and fail, this isn't the contracting gig for you. Does that make sense? You're making a face. Yes, it does. So what else, now that I've given you some examples, is there anything else that comes to mind about the behaviors and attitudes of the contractors you hire who will eventually maybe become employees in your glistening building with 250 employees and your Don Draper. But like, (laughs) like you're starting with these people because there are contractors under every bush. You want the contractors that share your vision because you only want to work with visionary clients that want to change the world. If a visionary client rolled up and you had a bunch of box checkers and mail it inners, you won't last very long. Right. So what else comes to mind about having that team of just ninjas that are the ones that support the visionaries? Do you like 80s rock bands? No, I'm just kidding. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, we, uh, you know, I fun fact, I do share a lot of similar music tastes as my designer, but (laughs) I, uh, oh man, so what a good question. Okay. So I, I don't want to say it this way, but I know what I was like when I first got into the, came into the industry and I didn't know anything or anyone. I feel like I did everything the hard way. Um, and I think supportive, I'm like stuck. (laughs) Well, let's get after something you just said, because there's something you said and kind of dismissed as if it's not a big deal. We both share our favorite music tastes. Okay. So you can't say that you have to be an eighties music fan to uh, be a part of our team. However, (laughs) what you can say is I'm looking for passionate people who love things, no matter what it is. I want people that are curious and passionate And are ready to rock out with whatever they love. Because when you work with me, I'm going to push you to your creative limit. And I'm going to support your biggest things. Whatever you're into, I'm going to help you get further into it. Because when people have a passion and a calling, they do better work. At (laughs) Copper Theory Creative, we support contractors on a calling. You're following your calling. You're a creative genius. And you want to support visionaries around the world as they change the world and you align the sea with copper and the sea with calling. And when you say you're not doing a job, you're following your calling. There's just a different emotional button that gets pressed when you're talking to a creative. Do you know what I mean? I do. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So here's what I would tell you to do. So let's say we run for office on Copper Theory Creative hires contractors following their calling, right? And then what does that mean? That means we want visionaries who are going to be able and willing to take risks and know that even when they fail, they'll be celebrated and supported because we work with these types of clients. So you see the story we're building here. And then the last thing I would do, and if we had more time, we would do it right now is I would say, okay, if you're going to run for office on supporting contractors in a calling and the three brand attributes you're going to say are visionary, risk, and supportive, then you go and say, okay, 
am I doing those things for the contractors that I have? And how do I demonstrate those brand values to my employees? Because you may never say out loud to your clients, visionary, risk, and supportive. You'll only say that to your team and the people you're trying to hire. So you need to then go and demonstrate how you support visionaries and push them to failure and support them when they do. So that's like the internal stuff. And as you start talking about how you don't have a staff, you have employees on a calling, you have employees following their calling, you will sound different, you'll recruit different people, and you'll also, in your interviews, be able to get after, are you just good at uh, Photoshop and checking the box, or are you driven to do this? You'll, you'll hire better people, guaranteed. I was going to say, you just taught me how to do a job interview. <laughs> <laughs> I think it sounds great. And I love how uh, you've pivoted into being a full-blown agency. And I love the fact that you are aware that you need a certain kind of person to support a very niche client. It's just really, really uh, refreshing and good for you. Caitlin Penny, Copper Theory Creative. Thank you so much for calling in, and I wish you a lot of luck. Thank you. Off to a great start on this episode of The Pat Miller Show, a fun conversation with Caitlin. And I hope that what we talked about helps her get further down the road to find the right staff to support visionaries who are trying to change the world. Because, you know, a changed world, that would be, that would be pretty awesome. Standing by, we have a friend in Canada, Calgary, or Calgary. I don't know how he says it. We'll find out. Uh, running a small business is lonely and hard. I mean, we know that, right? But did you know it doesn't have to be? Stop networking and start connecting with other entrepreneurs on the small business journey in the Idea Collective Small Business Incubator. In this exclusive worldwide community, we're sharing information, we're brainstorming together, and we're supporting each other through the highs and the lows of building your small business. Learn more about the group and get the feel of this show 24-7 in your small business. Visit ideacollectiveincubator.com. That's ideacollectiveincubator.com. Remember, it's your dream. Don't grow it alone. Uh, but we'll talk to our friend Alex from KP Design in just a few moments. It's next on this episode of The Pat Miller Show. Welcome back to this episode of The Pat Miller Show, a show built just for you. You're a small business owner. You're a solopreneur. And you look around and you think, how come nobody understands what I'm dealing with every day? People in corporate don't get it. Your spouse doesn't get it. Your clients oftentimes don't get it. But we get it. And that's what this conversation is for. That's what the Idea Collective is for. We are here to support you on your small business journey. If you want this conversation to find more people, we could use a hand. The first and easiest thing you could do is to rate and review us on the podcatcher where you found the podcast. iTunes is the best as far as influence is concerned, but Spotify or CastBox or whatever it is, just say something nice about us. We'd appreciate it. That way more people can find the show. Also, make sure you subscribe. That way all of these conversations find their way to your mobile device automatically every week. And then when you're ready, join the conversation. Visit patmillershow.com and you can have your spot on the show. All right, so I'm dying to know. Alex Pauls from KP Design. Calgary, Calgary, how is it said there? We've actually talked about this quite a bit here in Calgary. Ah. See, 
but there's a caveat. I am not from Calgary. People from Calgary say Calgary. Ah, yes. Yes. I feel vindicated. All right. Everyone needs to know about who you are and what you do. So share it with us. I'm Alex Pauls. I am one half of the dynamic duo at KP Design, where we elevate your brand. We create impactful brands for change makers. We do websites. We do SEO, Google ads. We help you get found and we help you have the most beautiful website there is on the internet. All right. I love it. So what's on your mind today? How can we help you? Um, I was actually going to go in a totally different direction. And as my wife walks by, she's like, no, you need Pat to talk to you about this. And the thing that's so funny about our business is I'm such a great hype man for my wife. And we always talk about this is that uh, KP Design is so successful because I, I believe in her abilities so much that I'm such a great hype man. I'm, I'm not my own hype man. I'm really, I'm really humble. I don't talk about myself too much, but uh, she's, she says that I'm really, really great at SEO and I just need to be able to talk more about myself, but it's kind of against my nature. Mm -hmm. So I'm coming to you today, Pat, to help me figure out ways to grow my SEO consultancy and strategy half of the business. Okay. So let's get to that after a question that may be uncomfortable. Okay. Why do you find it hard to talk about yourself and your ability? Um, that's a, that's a great question. I would much rather hype up others than myself. I don't know if that's being humble. I, I just do the work and I try and do it as best as I can. And I, I, I don't think I'm abnormal. I think most people have a hard time hyping themselves up. I, I find it much easier to hype up, you know, what my wife does. Sure. And I think that's natural to some people. I feel the same way as well. It makes me uncomfortable to go out and say, hey, I'm the idea coach and I can help you solve a problem. Like that still makes me feel weird. In fact, it took me like 90 days to get comfortable with the idea of calling this the Pat Miller show rather than calling it Small Business Weekly or something. So I can totally relate. And I just wanted to hear in your words why you felt that way. If you think like I think, because I'm in the same boat, all right, so I'm going to make an assumption. If you think like I think, you may think, well, I can't say that because then people will think I'm bragging. Or what will people think if I say, oh, I'm the guy that does the thing? Does that make you feel that way when you say that? For sure. I mean, how many um, different speeches or different presentations have I done on on demystifying SEO mm -hmm. just so people understand what the hell I do mm -hmm. to begin with, yeah. you know, never mind, you know, telling them how great I am at it. Okay. So here's what I want to unlock for you, because when someone said this to me, it unlocked it for me. Worry less about what people will think. Worry more about what people will remember. Less about what they think, more about what they will remember. Because if you don't go out in a very busy, distracted world and say with pride, standing on the table, beating your chest, I'm the guy that does the thing and I'm the best in the world. No one will notice. No one will care. And you'll wonder why your spouse, who's a brilliant designer, gets all the gloss and no one knows how brilliant you are. Because you're not telling one you're brilliant and no one else is going to because nobody else cares. So let's get now back into it. 
What can we say about being an SEO god that people will remember? What is the benefit of SEO? I think my biggest sales pitch, the, the thing that catches people the most is when we talk about blending, you know, the beautiful website and how, it, you know, you could have the most beautiful website in the world, but if nobody finds it because your SEO is garbage, then it was all for naught. Mm-hmm. So that SEO portion is so important. You know, you, you could have an ugly website with great SEO and at least people are finding it, mm-hmm. right? That That's how important you know, what I do. Yeah. Is. Yeah. You're the GPS for websites, right? You're the yeah. way that people find a website on the internet, because no matter how beautiful it is or how much great content there is, if you're not taking advantage of this magic that you do behind the scenes to teach the computers where to go, all of it is completely a waste of time and money right. and focus and thought leadership. So the frustration for someone that creates content like me is, well, I'm doing all this stuff, but how come I can't find a bigger audience? And if you're saying that SEO brings your thoughts to the masses, how? Well, I teach the computers where you're at. Well, what does that mean? People will find your website faster. Oh, okay. So how can we boil all of these benefits down to talk about how uh, my spouse makes the website and I get it found? How can we talk about you as the best in the world at SEO so people can understand those benefits? That's a great question. I was hoping you'd answer it. Oh, we're going to. (laughs) Oh, we're going to. I'm not hanging up until we come up with a way for you to get noticed being the person that finds websites for a living. But if we're getting after what happens when a great website goes online, And then people now can find it. Is it more important to have your SEO working for your ideal client or more important to have your SEO out there? So just general traffic goes up. What is the bigger benefit? Do you think? Uh, I personally go for quality um, traffic over quantity. Quantity looks great, but if it's not your ideal audience, then to me, that's garbage too. I would much rather have 20% of the, the traffic that's uh, like amazing. That's, you know, I, I would rather have Pat Miller calling me two or three times a week saying, oh, we got three, four, 10, 20 leads, you know, because, you know, they're coming in through the website hot hot and heavy, as opposed to, you know, we, we got a million hits from China or India and they all bounced and nobody was the right fit. Right. So there's, there's that blend of being, you know, being found by the masses. And then there's that blend of being found by the ideal people who need to find you. Okay. Here's one thing that I'm playing with. There is one more competitive advantage for great SEO is that it's not incrementally more expensive. If I want to tell people about what I'm doing, I can go buy advertising and force the traffic to what I'm doing. But if my SEO is on point, I'll get found for free. Yes. And that's a huge benefit to someone who's building content online. So how do you get after then, you know, when I do SEO for your site, your ideal clients find you for free. That's a big benefit to anyone that's trying to scale. For sure. And I talk about that in our, you know, our original mission or 
original mission, original meetings that we have with people where I make sure that they understand that SEO is the long game. Mm-hmm. You know, in the short term, you advertise, but the long term goal is to not have to advertise at all. You know, your your advertising dollars go down as your SEO goes up and you win in the long in the long run. Mm-hmm. That's a problem, though, because if I'm hiring your website company, I don't want the long game. Great, that works in the long term, but I want results. So that's a good benefit, but it's a secondary benefit, right? The first benefit will be this. The second benefit will be the long-term game of having people find you. If the ideal client finds you for free, what I always try and look for in this kind of situation is a shared cultural experience, meaning what is something we can play with that everybody everybody understands? Like, where else can you be found for free? Like a library, right? We're the Dewey Decimal System for websites, right? We'll tell people how to find you. So we're the, the Waze or the uh, Google Maps for your website. Like, we'll direct the right people so they can find you. What else comes to mind as a shared experience where people have to find something? Because one of the best lines I ever heard was from a data collection guy that said, if you work with me, you'll know your customers as well as Amazon does. And everyone went, oh, we all know that Amazon knows my shoe size, right? They know everything about me. So that really cut through the clutter because it was a shared experience. So for you, let's think of a shared experience uh, where people find anything for free. Radio silence. Radio silence. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Like when, whenever I go on Google and I type something, ty- type in a problem, type in something that I'm looking for, the, the first thing that comes up or the, the first business that it is local to me comes up for free. Mm-hmm. And that might not even be an advertisement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they're trying to solve a problem. That's, um, but that's good SEO, right? Okay. So that's a real cultural experience. The real cultural experience is everyone uses Google, everyone gets results, and you're not on the first page. The only way to get on the first page is to buy the ads or to use SEO. Right. So if you could use the shared cultural experience of, I'll help you get on the first page. So your ideal clients can find you for free. So then you could go even further. So this is what I always like to do. I always like to give people uh, a handle, a nickname, a positioning statement, and especially someone like you that would be uncomfortable to say it. So, oh, this is my wife, Kati. She's the brilliant designer, and I'm first page Alex. What? Yeah. I help people get on the first page of Google. How? By tricking out their SEO. Wow, does that happen right away? Well, no. We could talk about how it happens, but this is what I do for people. I get on the first page, so when ideal clients are searching for them, they win. And what are the benefits? It's free. It lasts forever. It makes you a thought leader, more opportunities, yada, 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 yada. But what you need and what you have to have is something that cuts through the clutter of yeah, I'm really good at SEO and there are a lot of long-term benefits and it's really great. And like, no, give me something. Give me something that makes me go, what? Like it makes them stop and double check. Like, what do you mean first page, Alex? Yeah, that's that's my goal is to get you on the first page of Google. I see you're nodding. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, that 
that's perfect. I'm just going to tattoo that on onto my arm. That's my new <laughs> first page. That's me. <laughs> I think that's kind of funny because if you were FPAP, that's kind of fun because Alex Pauls is the, the AP, right? So if yes. F, FPAP, I think that's kind of fun. But so let's zoom out for a second. Now, we're just doing a radio show here. We're having a quick conversation. And hopefully this might not be the end game for you. And I'm not going to pretend that it is. But what I want for the folks that are listening and for you that's on the call is to kind of walk through the process of what we did. Like, okay, what do you do? Why does anyone care? And then how do we position it in a way that no one else does so you can run for office as a market of one? No one knows a first page optimizer. Why? Because no one says they're a first page optimizer, right? That's how you become a market of one is you create your own market. I'm the best idea coach on the planet. Why? Because I'm the only idea coach on the planet. It's a lot easier to say you're the best when you're the only one. So hopefully the process was informative and maybe it ends up being a thing for you, but I appreciate you calling in today, giving us the chance to walk through it. And Alex uh, in Calgary, I appreciate you calling in today. Thanks, Pat. I am going to embrace my new persona. Thanks to you. Oh, that was fun. The talk with Caitlin and the talk with Alex. Now I'm all charged up. Come on. Let's go find our ideal client and let's tell the world why we're awesome. Did you hear yourself in either of those conversations? Did you think to yourself, man, I really need to do a better job of telling the people about my gifts and about why I'm on the planet? Well, if it resonated with you, I encourage you to reflect on what we talked about with Alex so you can get out there and run for office yourself. And if you need a little creative inspiration, maybe now is the time that you visit patmillershow.com and reserve your time to come on the air because what we're doing, creating big ideas live without a net, we're here to collaborate with you so we can help you grow. That website again is patmillershow.com. I'm your host, Pat Miller, The Idea Coach, here to help you build your small business dream. Remember, it's your dream. Don't grow it alone. We had a fun conversation earlier in the show talking about how to find the right people and be a workplace that people want to report to, a place where people love to make a difference and use their talents and gifts. And we're bringing back Caitlin Penny to talk about Copper Theory Creative. So there are a lot of people you can do creative work for, why visionaries? Why is it important to work with clients that want to change the world? It's important because that's why I started my business to begin with. I, I can see in my surrounding area, five miles, there's over 400 small businesses and everyone has a why. And I think that story, that personal interview is everything to me and it brings out the entire vision. So when you talk to someone and they say, yeah, I opened this dry cleaner because I want to make a lot of money, are you mentally disqualifying them? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> That's okay. Be who you are. There yeah. are a thousand agencies. You're the one for people that want to change the world. Absolutely. So we, I'm, I've gotten to the point where I think a lot of people have in business where it is, it's come down to, we have a very clear objective to work with these kind of visionaries and so therefore our messaging has to be super clear in how we talk about the projects meaning like a no bs scenario <laughs> and so we are very to the point because we're not afraid to stand out so either you like it you hate it or 
you love it. <laughs> and I think, I think that makes a difference for a lot of people. I want to work with people that are as passionate as I am. I want to follow that thought for a second because some contractors or service providers will um, bend to a client's demands even when they don't think it's the right thing for them. I want you to tell us a story about a time when you pushed a client out of their comfort zone and it worked and they were grateful that you did it because I'm sure that happens. Oh, no, I'm not so sure about that. No, trust me, it's going to work. Have you done that before? And if so, tell us that story. Oh. Okay, so I have super fun client. I know life insurance. All right. So <laughs> she branched <laughs> off and wanted to do her own thing. Um, she works, she has, uh, you know, the, if you die life insurance, pretty much. <laughs> and basically she, she created her own branch of business. So she's an independent and she needed everything from top to bottom. So new logo design, new website, um, social media presentations for trade shows, things like that. Um, she is very not confident. <laughs> and so when we got together, it was a lot of, you know, I'm not sure, I don't know. And that's okay, but it's also my defense mechanism. So I know how that works. <laughs> and basically what happened is I sat her down for a personal interview. She was just very, very high anxiety. Um, and we actually did a little bit more. We did the logo, we did website, and we also built an outline for a presentation, all the trade show items, all of the print, print products. And just having... Fun fact, you get a shirt with your new logo on it if you work with us. Awesome. She put it on and her face just lit up. And it was great to watch because here and there we'll make changes via Zoom so people can watch us design. And I think that's a fun feature for anyone in our audience. But she was just like this. And I know you can't see me on the podcast, but <laughs> her face was inside my computer, like in the camera. And she, it just, the, the look and the feel, I could literally feel her emotions through the screen. She was almost crying. And so that is the type of person I want to work with because if she wasn't as passionate as or for life insurance as she was and is, I don't think that she would have been able to even stand up and do the talk at the trade show. But the fact that we gave her all the pieces to do so, she was able to walk into the room like a rock star. And I love that story. I'd also like to pile on with something because you talked about watching a creative do their thing through the screen. Uh, back in the day when I worked in uh, radio and television, I would watch the TV designers, you know, doing graphic editing, motion, full motion editing. And it's mesmerizing if you don't know what they're doing. I could see doing a Copper Theory show and tell Facebook Live that just says, hey, listen, everyone, uh, today I got to design a thing and let's just do it together because it's kind of fun to watch someone do their thing. And I personally am captivated by the beauty of any mastery. I don't care if you're a ballerina, a chef, a musician, or a Photoshop editor. Watching someone who has true mastery do their thing is absolute art, no pun intended. And so doing a <laughs> Facebook Live showing someone doing the thing is so mesmerizing. I would try that out. Okay, we're going to put the link in the chat so everyone can connect with you, provided they're a visionary that wants to change the world. Caitlin Penny, thank you for calling in from Arizona. It was great talking to you today. Thank you.
Earlier in the show, we talked with now First Page, Alex Pauls of KP Design. So we talked all about your piece of the puzzle, being a brilliant SEO optimizer. Tell us about, tell us about your partner and what she does for the business. My partner is Katy Pauls. We've been married since 1999, and she's been running KP Design since uh, 2001 because I picked her up and dragged her around all of Canada while I was uh, working in different remote locations. And she was actually a music teacher. And she now creates, and you know, I'm biased, but she creates the most beautiful websites I've ever seen. And they have so much love and connection with the client and with the audience. It's to, to me watching it happen. It's, it's amazing. If you want to see a beautiful website, I just got to say ideacollectiveincubator.com. This team did my site and it looks incredible. So I will second your motion that she's a brilliant designer. Let's talk about something that's unique. You're in business with your wife. My wife also owns a business. So we can relate with this idea of watching your spouse flourish and use their talents and change people's lives there's just a part of me that just loves them even more when I see them following their creative gift. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I, for sure. I'm hundred percent a cheerleader. It, uh, yeah, it, yeah. It makes your heart swell when you, when you see them doing well and, you know, excelling. Yeah. And the flip side of that is having a partnership in a business can sometimes be rough. How do you two navigate uh, creative differences or business challenges, or maybe that doesn't happen in your business. It's funny. We were talking about that and I, I had grand ideas for KP design. And then I quickly realized that my, my wife, Kati, she is the CEO. And if she doesn't like the direction that I'm, <laughs> you know, painting for us, the, you know, the, the picture that I'm painting, then she has the final say. So it, it, it's interesting. I do respect the fact that it it's her baby. Yeah. She has grown it, and I've just come on in the last three years to help it, you know, blossom. And you know, I really respect uh, her intuition. Her intuition is amazing with respect to people, with respect to work, everything. She's, yeah, I can't say enough good things about her. So it's yeah. it, it's been it's been a pleasure. I mean, for sure, we have you know, where I go into the garage and I kind of hit things and, you know, it's like, ah, oh. you know, she thought my idea was crap and I was all excited about it. So I try not to get married to the ideas. I'm married to my wife. Now, that's and a very good point. And as a good husband, we're all used to having our wives have the final say, because I can totally relate with that. <laughs> I do want to stop for a second though. The way that you just talked her up, is the way that you need to get comfortable talking yourself up. You need to get there. That's the goal. So I want you to go back to this interview and listen to the passion and love that you shared for her and her talents. So when you're out there running for office as first page Alex, you can tell people all about what you do and how good you are at it. Because if you're that good, you should feel no shame in telling people uh, about your gifts and your talents. Tell us one more time, uh, if someone wants to work with you, who's an ideal client for KP Design? So I would encourage everybody to go check out kpdesign.ca. It's our website. We have some beautiful videos on there. We work with change makers. We work with people that are looking to do something incredible, elevating their business. And I think that we do an amazing job 
connecting with people. We might not be right for everybody, but we are very good at uh, the intuition side of, of our business. And when uh, we connect with somebody, they, they instantly feel it too. And away we go. Um, we just have great partnerships with the people that we work with. Wow. I love it. Thank you for coming on and thank you for being courageous enough to ask the question that you did. We'll put a link to the company website inside the show notes. First page, Alex. Thanks for coming on, brother. Great to talk to you. Thanks very much, Pat. Guests on the Pat Miller Show have agreed prior to appearing that they are receiving consultation and advice that they may or may not use at their own risk. No part of this show should replace accounting, tax, or legal advice.